Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, guys? Welcome in to Overtime with Uno Cero, the man himself. Yes, I'm here. We've got Julio in the booth. And, hey, hey. and there he is. <laughs> and it's your girl, Jillian. Uh, thanks for, wa- for thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Doing in, too much TV here. In this beautiful weather we're having today. Um, this, is, this is Kansas City for you right here. I Something mean, like that. This stuff gets me. So I'm driving. I come from downtown Kansas City today. I came from the River Market on 35. So I'm coming south. And first of all, these people, they see like a raindrop and they decide that they need to go, you know, 10 miles 20 miles an hour, hour, yeah. Like tops, right? So I'm driving whatever. And, you know, we're from, my family's from New York. I learned how to drive from New York City drivers. That's not a good example. Um, I just do things very efficiently and very quickly. Very dangerously. Listen, I get to, I get to things on time. Uh No, but so I'm driving down. So I'm coming south on 35 and all of a sudden, and I'm in the left lane. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden... A ginormous wave of rain douses my entire windshield from the northbound 35 lane. Oh, so it was opposite. Oh, my God. (laughs) I did not see it coming at all. All of a sudden, literally, I could not see anything in front of me. It was just water. And so it was coming from northbound. So over the median, bam. Just, it was bad news. So you you didn't die or anything, right? I made it. My trusty brand new tires. Is it your fourth pair <laughs> since we started doing the show together? My trusty brand new tires kept me kept me rolling, but man, that's it. Literally shocked. I was I was very surprised. We'll just say that. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, it was like I, when I drove in this morning. It was like driving through a car wash. Yeah, that was, it was just, and I, I didn't even take the highway because I was like, I don't trust the people on the highway when it's downpouring like that. Especially like it's really low visibility. Yeah, it's bad. so I I don't trust people like that. So I'm just like I'm just gonna take the scenic route to work today. And uh, it was it actually wasn't too bad. Uh, I mean I had to drive through the the Kansas suburbs and whatnot. There I'm a little wary about that. But yeah, um, but nobody goes out. On, I feel like when this happens, people stay in the house. You know, when rain like this, it depends. Thunderstorms are expected. We hear in all. This I don't nonsense. know. It depends. Every time I drive out, like especially on like a Saturday or a Sunday, every time I drive out when there's uh, you know, weather event. There seems to be a lot of people on the road. Like whenever it snows, I don't know why, but people feel like they need to go driving in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> and there, the people there's that a don't blizzard. Know how. Yeah, and then there's <laughs> the people that don't actually know how to. But for some reason, whenever there's a torrential downpour or whenever there is some sort of blizzard going on, for some reason, people decide, "Yep, this is the time I need to leave," and then they get stuck in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's not good. Well, people are moving today; they're just moving very slowly. In yeah, the very rain. slow, which is cool. I'm it's cool been... with them moving slow as long as they are moving, yeah. and you know, it'd be good if they decided to stay home because yeah. uh, these, these this weather is not supposed to be good today. We might get tornado warning later. They yeah, said it's it's a potential. There's a lot of lightning. There's a lot of thunder. Uh, it sounds like July 4th is going off out there. So uh, you guys need to be careful if you are driving, listening to us. 
Uh, make sure you keep your eyes on the road. Be aware of those stand the standing water. Yeah, don't drive into standing water. Please. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, do don't it. don't do that. I, I see people do that all the time, and they end up on the news. So uh, be careful about that. If there is any crazy weather event that happens, we will update you on it. Uh, we are not going to tease that. Uh, you know, there's a tornado touchdown in the next segment. Um, we will definitely keep you updated on any events that happen here in the city weather-wise. But this morning, you know, it was fine. I don't know if you were out early this morning. No. Okay, well, I was. it was fine. I was running around the crossroads, popped into a workout, went down to the river market, got my little coffee protein shake, picked up some flowers. No rain. Then, dun-dun-dun, the hurricane came. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's going anywhere. Like you said, it's probably sticking around, so be careful, but... Yes. Uh, jumping into the show, kicking off. Actually, not kicking off. We're kind of the tail end, aren't we? Of the live and local. Yes, on we Saturday. are. Uh, yeah, we are the last show of the uh, hashtag live local here on Six Ten Sports Radio on Saturdays. If you happen to hear any of the shows this morning, I got to hear Dusty Likens and Nick Price on my drive in, uh, talking about some the numbers, Chiefs yeah, numbers. They were uh, they were talking about uh, Alex Gordon when I was driving in. Um. I was listening to the the segment just about like retiring numbers, who should be retired, which ones, and then obviously the one day contracts yes. that are yeah. flying off the shelf like yes. hotcakes these days. Three, three thus far, and what is it? A three week time span? Well, two in the one week, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. but then we have another. We have a third, third little nice distraction from the, some uh, other previously mentioned <laughs> drama within the organization yes. that we will not discuss today. However. As you know, the latest one-day contract was your boy. I don't know whose boy it your is. Your boy. But, uh, We're going Dwayne. with you. Why you, is brought, it my boy? you brought him up the, earlier today. You brought him that up. That doesn't mean he's my boy. Dwayne Bow, for those of you who aren't paying attention, Dwayne Bow is not my boy. That's that's your guy. That's Thank not my that's guy. Your dude. That is not my dude. <laughs> I, I did not like Dwayne Bow when he was here. I was uh, very anti-Dwayne Bow when he was here. He uh, first he never could get open when he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. It seemed like every amazing catch he did was with someone draped all over him because he couldn't get any separation. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I th- that is not my guy. Uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, I did not like the contract that they signed him to when Andy Reid got here. Well, in regard to this one-day contract, I, I have to admit I was very surprised. I would never... Yeah. You know, you watch how guys move on from a team and you watch mm-hmm. what they do and where they go and how they operate. Do they ever come back? What industries they try to pop into and Dwayne Bo with this music mayhem that he's trying to pro- you is know, he doing music now he's doing everything from clothing lines to music he's to, been doing music for a while yes, really I believe I the tail end of his still active career I believe usually but, that's when guys do it they they wait until the like Arian Foster did it at the very end of his career in the Tamba. NFL Tamba, yeah, Tamba. He was doing it like the last few years, I think. It was like the last three or was, four years. Tamba had like a music video. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he did have a music video. It was actually not bad. I was like, okay, Tamba, look at you with that. His music's all right. It's but all right. I feel as if Dwayne Bow has been, um, you know, out of the picture for a little while now. Yeah, I feel yeah. as if Jamal Charles and, and Derek Johnson were still fresh and relevant. Re- yeah, I mean, relevant, they, if you will. Yeah, they were in the league, uh, uh, you know, last year. Obviously, you know, I don't. Maybe not Jamal. Maybe. Jamal, well, Derek, Derek didn't <laughs> Derek. make the Raiders. He didn't make the Raiders, and then I think, I think Jamal was on the was on a, on a roster to start the, the year. Yeah. He was on the they well, he were. was on the, he was on the Jags most recently, I think, and he got cut. I don't know if it was before the season or during the season, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously those two very recently were in the league. Dwayne Bow hadn't been in the league since 2015 when he got moved to the Browns, and then he collected like what was it like 
seven, eight Mad million dollars money. for one year and he didn't play? No. But I mean, you know, take that money. Don't have to go out there and hurt your body like that. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take it if I were him. If somebody's gonna give me the money, I'm gonna take the money. I'm yeah, not gonna say yeah, no yeah. To it. But did he did he earn it? Who knows? Um What what is this? Oh. Oh, is this the Tom? Please Holly? tell me this is Dwayne Bow. Of course. Yes. Oh, is this Dwayne Bow? This is Debo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping he's gonna be nice and clean. It's actually not bad. No, no this it's, got, is, it's got some. Hopefully, this is clean, it. and hopefully, we don't have to dump it. He also he he started a child's clothing line. He also did that. That's not bad. You said he started a he started a, little kitties. Everybody yep. does that. Everybody jumps into like the children's, uh, like like everybody's doing children's book now. Children children's books now. Really? Yeah. Everybody. That's like the hot thing is like, hey, let's put out a children's book. I can't really see your boy Dwayne Bow writing child. He books. might do that if children's he's doing book, no. if he's doing a clothing line. He might do a Dwayne. I Bo. think he might stick to the music and the clothes, not the reading. Yeah, Debo can't catch a pass. <laughs> Regardless, uh, when it comes down to these three gentlemen. Um, Jamal Charles, Derek Johnson, and then Dwayne Bowe. Jamal Charles is a franchise legend, I would say. Would we put that on him? I yeah, would say it. Uh, legend might be a little too strong because I, I don't feel like – I feel like he was hurt too often for us to say he's a legend. Legend, Julio. Mm. Is there a Chiefs fan that you – or is there a Chiefs player that you actually like? So here's Chris? the thing. No matter I mean, what, like, if I say – I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. Jamal Charles is definitely a I Chiefs legend. So. I don't know a legend. Legend seems strong. But like, let's, let's, was he good? At, was he good enough for long enough to be a legend? He was a running back. The poor dude probably put yeah. more miles on. His oh, he put play. a lot of miles on his highest body. career average rushing guards of any running back yeah. ever in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's how. How does that not qualify him? Because Jillian said it was, so Chris has to disagree. No, it's not true. Yeah, that that's, not, not, about that's not true. Legend just. Regardless, we're gonna talk. I have to as think about is. legend. I have to think about like to me, it's got to be like, yeah, that dude's a legend. Like, I'm going with yes, and then DJ. I'm going with maybe uh, more of a character guy, maybe more of a community guy. Spent all but that last period with the Raiders within the Chiefs organization. So I was not shocked by that. What I'm getting at here is building the case that Jamal Charles and Derek Johnson, absolutely, I see that happening. That they want to go out as a chief. They yeah. want to, you know, they want to, they want this last moment to kind of recognize their time here. Dwayne Bow, like, what? I mean, at this point, Come they're on. just grasping for straws to try to try to to try to like distract us from the Tyreek situation. So, but this did Dwayne Bow go to them? Did they go to Dwayne Bow? They went to Dwayne. I so? guarantee you they went. Dwayne wasn't sitting there like, man, I need a one-day contract. Jamal got one. I'm, I'm, I'm I thinking guarantee, people probably are feeling some type of way at home. That, if they're at the home watching their former teammates getting this recognition, getting this contract, getting this nice little exit ceremony, if you will. I'm sure some of the dudes are sitting around at home like, man. Dwayne Bo, I don't, think, gonna ring? I don't think Dwayne was liked enough by people to be like, for like it to be a situation. I, I really don't think Chiefs fans really ever liked Dwayne Bo. I seriously don't think fans really like Dwayne. I don't no. think that's true. He, no, I, I don't, I don't people loved he, his personality. I mean, I think it was yeah, but you know, like as a player, they were really frustrated with him. Like especially because he was on the team that didn't have a receiver touchdown, uh, a receiver touchdown all year long. Was that that 2014 season? No receiver touchdowns all year long. He was on that team, so I he he was all. I had never heard anything good about Dwayne Bow as a player. As a dude, he was he was funny, and he had that amazing catch where he caught it with his legs. From Brody Coyle <laughs> against the uh, but against can the Colts. you can you blame the wide receiver core maybe a little bit, but 
doesn't most of that fall on who the quarterback is? I mean, th- no, they, they, they have to get, not when you there. have not not a single receiver touchdown. If he's not throwing not them the ball, one. are they supposed to catch it? Not I think, a okay, one. That's a, that's a two part piece there for sure. But let's be in regards to where he places as far as like historical wide receivers in the Chiefs organization. Let's let's just be honest. And I heard this on Dusty's show earlier. There's not a whole lot of competition in that category. Yeah, it's a it's a it's really terrible. bad. It's a really bad. leading leading receiver. <laughs> Eddie Kinnison? Leading receiver yes. wasn't a Eddie receiver. Kinnison? Most catches, Tony Gonzalez. Yep. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it, is between it, that and the quarterback, Eddie Kinnison. <laughs> I like no Johnny. Doubt. I like Johnny Morton than I like more than I like Dwayne Bow. He did the worm after he scored touchdowns. Oh, you can you get it for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the worm over Dwayne Bow any day. Whatever he did. By the way, text line came in with Charles equals Chiefs goat. P.S. Uh, goat at what? I mean. Maybe he it, was criminally underutilized. I agree with you. There, I agree with you there. But I don't, great. I'd I don't still, know if still, I put him as a legend. I, I wouldn't say underutilized either. He, he I think he was. Un, I think he was underutilized. I think, I, especially during the uh, the um, the Pioli years, uh, he was underutilized. He was injured often. I will. He was, not it, he that's why they didn't that. utilize yeah. him as much. That. That's what everyone was concerned about. Yeah, I I was concerned about it too because he was not a big dude, but he had some big arms. You ever seen his Charles? Bicep? Yeah, his yeah. Biceps are first time I saw him at training camp. I was standing there. I was like, his biceps are huge, bigger he's than my wide. leg. Yeah, he's not very tall. Obviously. No, he's, he's like five like eleven, but his arms are like they were wider than my legs. <laughs> I was like, oh god, it's because he's a legend, Chris. It's because he's a legend. Look at him. That's a strong word. <laughs> All right, we're gonna head to break. When we come back, we got more for you. More overtime coming up. Don't go anywhere. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. to continue here in the Brown and Crouppen studios. We are, uh, text line is a little off and popping right now with a little bit of opinion on the Dwayne Bowe one-day contract. One opinion that we'll let Chris explain whether he agrees or disagrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah please explain. Yeah, please explain. Listener I'll, I'll 44, explain. I appreciate this. He said, I think what the Chiefs are doing with the one-day contract is trying to prevent the type of feedback they got when Tony Gonzalez was so outspoken about Atlanta being so great. So, obviously, we know... Tony Gonzalez was talking about Atlanta, just hyping him up, not necessarily talking ill of the Chiefs. No, he talked ill about the city. He didn't talk ill about the Chiefs. Right. He talked ill about Kansas City. He but, was running his mouth off about the city. So, Listener44 says, hey, they're just trying to shine light on players who aren't choosing to do that. And Chris says... <laughs> I, 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 Look, I understand where this texter, he or she, is coming from. Uh, look at it. This they are trying to cover up the Tyreek situation. It has nothing right. to do with them trying to to you know get former Chiefs to talk good about the team. Because I'll tell you this, they don't really have to. Because a lot of the former Chiefs have a lot of good things to say about this team. I see Willie Rofe all the time on Twitter talking good about the Chiefs. Talks good about the Chiefs and the Saints. And so like I don't, and Sean Smith as well. Sean Smith called in to the uh, to the post game show. Uh, I want to say it was after the Baltimore game. I think. But he called in, uh, you know, at in to one of the uh, Arrowhead Pride post game shows, <laughs> and because uh, I remember I took the call, and yeah, he called in, and he, you know, his avatar is still him as a chief. <laughs> so I don't think 
there's a whole lot of former Chiefs that would say a whole lot of bad things about this team because I think most people who play for this team still bleed red and gold even after they've finished their their time here. Sharkhandrick West still loves the Chiefs, even though they've, you know, twice now they've gotten rid of them. <laughs> so I don't, I don't. They're certainly more positive from the alums than yeah. than than negative. And, yeah. But I hear his opinion. I mean, it's it's just another angle to take. But I, I think I, we all believe that it's to cover up. It's the to cover up Tyreek. I mean, let's just be honest. Here's the cover up Tyreek. They don't need. I mean, you don't need to to do stuff like this because you could have saved Dwayne Bow for next year. <laughs> like Dwayne Bow ain't been going super nowhere. Super irrelevant at Dwayne that point. Bo- it's super relevant now. I know it's only but... relevant now because of the Tyreek situation, right? And because of the fact that you had DJ and you had Jamal Charles two the two the previous two weeks before, right. you know, which which. It is one thing I will say about the Dwayne Bowe. It was a little weird. They, they didn't, like, put him in some gear or something <laughs> before they had him go out and catch that pass. They didn't have a defender on him, which, no. frankly, if they would have had a defender, he wouldn't have caught the pass anyway because <laughs> he, he never could get separation. So he would have dropped it because the dude would have been all over him and he wouldn't have been able to get that one. So good kudos to the Chiefs for not having a defender there. But at least, at least like, put a jersey and a helmet on him or something. Well, let me, put let me some shells I, I expected to see that. If, I if. Did. If and well, when DJ retires, are they going to let him sack Patrick Mahomes? Is that going to be his little thing? No, he's on the defensive side of the ball, right? He said DJ. Yeah, no, they need to bring they, in Matt Castle and have Matt Castle be the week. one. <laughs> they need Matt Castle to be the one to hit because Matt Castle ruined many years of DJ's career. So Matt Castle should be the one back there sitting in the sitting. In, they, they should get give Matt Castle full pads and they should give DJ full pads and let DJ just do what he did to Marcus Mariota in that playoff game a couple years ago. <laughs> I don't. I just. I'm. I'm. I think I'm over these one day contracts for the moment. Yeah, I think we, I'm good with no more. One to let's me get to is the, enough. You know, let's, one to me is enough. Let's. Yeah. Let's get it in the past. But anyway, Chiefs also in question. Um, kind of switching gears here. There was some rumors that Patrick Peterson of the Arizona Cardinals was. Uh, there was just some trade rumors, right? Mm-hmm. So they were either in works. They were curious. They were interested. Expressed some interest, and then he was suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to PED. PED. So what does this do for the potential rumored trade that the Chiefs essentially started? Now, I tweeted this out when the news broke. I think it was Thursday. And I said that, yep, yeah, this kills the trade. I think a lot of people felt like it killed the trade. And then uh, our Royals insider, who conveniently likes to talk Chiefs too, uh, Cody <laughs> Tapp, he he tweeted at me. He was like, oh, or you mean that, that this means that they have to trade less to get him? Now, it's only a six-game suspension, so that's you still got ten games that you would theoretically have with Patrick Peterson on your team. The problem that the thing that I I kind of worry about though is how do Chiefs fan, fans feel or sports fans in general feel about having someone who is who has been suspended for cheating for PEDs? How would they feel about having a guy like that on their team? Like, does it is it does the integrity of the game matter, yeah. or do you just like winning? <laughs> well, because that's one of the things that we in sports we, we have had this perception of: if you cheat the game, you should be punished, and all we don't we don't want you on our team. You know, <laughs> that especially in baseball, this has been a it's been a sport where it's been about was this person clean or was this person not clean, and if they weren't, it taints whatever numbers that they got during their career. I'm just interested to see how Chiefs fans feel. About having a guy who is who who is you know now going to be suspended for PEDs. How do they feel about having someone who is uh, who has cheated on their team? Does it matter if he helps you win, or do you really care about integrity much more than you care about uh, winning? 
And we did have one. Um, Royal Tiger Chief tweeted at me, definitely trade a 2020 third rounder. I don't know about a third rounder. Not for, I mean, he's. So apparently this Chiefs fan is still for it. I mean, I feel like a lot of Chiefs fans would be for it. I'd be okay with it. It's just like. You know, I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, you know he's guilty of cheating. Like, Yeah. So we all know that Andy Reid, you know, is known for kind of giving second chances, mm-hmm. yeah. working with people. Obviously, we've seen that work beautifully. We've also seen it backfire mm-hmm. twice just recently, right? Yes, yes. Um, so I think it gets down to that. Now, are they similar? No. No, it's different levels of of second chances. Exactly, but the same, you know, the principle being the second chance here. Uh, Fan base-wise, I'm curious to know what people think. I think there's going to be two, you know, obviously two ways, yes or no, but people are going to say so many people use PEDs and don't get caught, so it's just part of the game. If you're not using it, you're not staying, you know, kind of on a level playing field. Other people are going to say, no way, we don't need him. Are there not other options in the league that you can't find anybody else to do what Peterson is expected to do? Yeah, plus on top of that, uh, I think Peterson's 30. And oh. so that's one of the things that we kind of have to think about here is are we good, Are we getting Peterson after the fall-off? Right. That's the one thing you got to worry about because but it's only a two-year contract. Yeah, but he's 30. But it's a two-year contract. But he's 30. You want to win now. The 30 is I, the but new what no, if he, but no, it's not. The 30 is the new 30. It's the, it's the same it's the 30 that it 30. was 20 years ago. He's still better right now than any other cornerback you have on the team by far. And it's not even close. The thing, though, is like, what if he comes in and he's not? What if That's he comes in and he is? So text line 785 says the Chiefs need to be in win mode. Acquire Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I mean, they should it's be in win now mode because you've got, you got Mahomes on a uh, – on a, a very sweet, very uh, nice rookie deal. Another so, one, 816. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I do agree with that. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, the great Eddie Guerrero taught me that. Even if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like I, my, my thing is just like, there is, this, is a, this is still a risky deal because of his age and because of the, the uh, PED suspension. It's still risky. Right. Because one of the things that we have seen in sports is that sometimes – Guys just can't stop using. There's, There's got to be a reason why he was using in the first place. Right. And at 30 years old, quick, quick, you don't quick, get younger. Quick point on that. He's 28. He's 28? 28. Is he 20? I thought I said, uh, he said he was 30. July 11th, 1990 is his right. birthday. Oh, so he's pushing oh, 29. Oh, he's, he's... He's pushing 29. He's actually just a little bit younger than oh, me, actually. Oh, old man. He's Call younger than... I'm, I'm not old. <laughs> uh, You're old enough to be forgetting things. He's, okay, oh, so then let's, let's pose this question then. So he's 28 in a month. He'll be 29. Yeah. By season okay, time, he'll better. be 29. That makes it better. How much does that change one year? How much does that change him? I mean, it, could, it still changes. I mean, it's still, it's still... Age is still a factor once you get to your late 20s. I mean, if, they're, if the Chiefs cannot give up anything more than a third rounder, then I'd be cool with it. But if Arizona's Agreed. asking for a second Agreed. round pick... They can bleep off. They yeah. can bleep off if they want a second-round pick for him. Yeah, I agree. Not at that age. They want a third-round pick. Okay, we can talk. But if they want a, a second-round pick, ah, yeah, you can go to hell, Arizona. They're already in hell anyway. So can they weather. use this suspension as leverage then? Yeah. With the oh, Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's one of the things about it is this suspension does provide them some leverage because he's going to miss almost half the season because right. of the suspension. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss almost half of the season, and that's something that you have to take into account. Plus, on top of that, after this year, he's got one more year left on his contract, and Arizona ain't re-signing him to another contract. Well, it, 
it could go both ways. Yes, it could be used as a leverage piece, but you could also look at it as, look, Arizona has held on to him this long. Why would they have given up? And they should have traded. Granted, they should have traded him at. They should have traded him last worth year. The most. They should have traded him last right? this time last year. They should have traded. So him. then, why trade him now for peanuts when you could hold on to him? Right? He's out six weeks. Well, his the, value. The, tr- the trade deadline's what week eight. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, someone's gonna want him. It, it, if his you value, can hold on to him till then, his value rises again. I don't know if it rises though. Uh, it does. For, there will be a desperate enough team. An injury that will thinks happen. They can really, somebody yes. will. Yeah, yeah be but, in will, need. but it's in the Absolutely. middle of the it's in the middle of the season. The person has to like. It, but, but he's not. Got to, he's but got to he's get not going to be in game shape because he's yeah, going to have he's, sat out. Six exactly. Weeks. He's not going to be in game shape, and he has to get used to your system too. Because Correct. the the Chiefs, I guarantee you, run a completely different system now with Spags than Arizona does down there right. with. Because uh, I mean, hell, they're they're learning a new defensive system down there Ooh, with good, their coach. And, good and point brought up here from seven eight five. To be fair, a Kansas City second round pick is near the end of the round. So it's that's a fair point. A third, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still not trading. <laughs> I think it's I don't, a fair point. I don't give a it, it's a, it's a fair a point. It's I'm still it. second round versus third a, a round. 20, the 28th pick in the first round is still a pick in the first round. I'm not trading. I'm not. Yeah, no. Same thing with the second round. I'm not trading there. Uh, somebody on the on the on the text line also. What would it take to get Jalen Ramsey? Woo! If they can get him, woo! Let's do it. Because they was spot track. Spot track. The dude for spot track earlier this week uh, sent out a post that you're said, gonna have to give up more. You you'd oh, have to yeah, give up more, certainly. but he's like 25. But the return is he's there. like 25, yeah. and he's, he might be the best corner in the league. I would whatever you got to trade. <laughs> if you got to trade a second and a future pick to be named later, do it. Like I'm all for 25 year old might be the best player in his position. Uh, you know, trading for that guy because you you can deal with the the headaches off the field. You could deal with the talk. Because the the I mean the fans might not be too happy with with uh, his personality because Chiefs fans they're they're a little sensitive when it comes to player personalities like that. But I think that he would be the perfect fit for this team. And frankly, I think if if he came to this team, I think at this point now it's it you have to look at this team and like it'd be a disappointment if they don't win the Super Bowl if they get Jalen Ramsey. If you can get Jalen Ramsey and take on whatever money you have to and pay him whatever you have to keep him because he's you know going to be the best. At, he's, he's, he might be the best at his position. You got to do what you got to do to keep him. I don't know. It's a big debate. But it does seem like Patrick <laughs> Peterson's probably the guy because he's he's he'd be easier to get than Ramsey. Do you think that the Chiefs' most recent off-field antics will come into play in making this decision? I think they have to think about it. I think they, they absolutely I mean, they have, have to. They have to take into account it with every move that they make, every draft. I mean, that's the re- like if you look at the guys that they drafted this year, like they're all seem like pretty nice dudes because they're like, yeah, we want to stay away from the problem people. Yes. This this draft, at least this draft year. Maybe next year they start taking some risks again. But I think I think they would deal with it if it helped them win. I think fans would deal with it if if, if it helped them win. Well, we'll see, I suppose, right? <laughs> Moving on. We're switching gears over to the boys in blue. We want to know what's the bigger headline? Uh, was it Nikki Lopez or was it Whit Merrifield? Text us, tweet us, let us know. More from overtime when we return. Live and local, 610 Sports Radio. It's Jillian, Chris, and Julio. We are in the Brown and Crouppen studios talking about, We, ca- I called him like a semi-local kid. He's not really local. 
Nicky Lopez. No, he's from uh, he's from Illinois. Naperville, Illinois. Played at Creighton. Yes. Just, you know, a couple hours north. Not really local at all. Yeah, but not at all. Feels like it. I like this kid. I don't know why. I just like him. There's something about I him. I think a lot of people like him. I think he's like a really likable dude. He's got he that Kansas that. City feel to him. Yeah, yeah just he fits like, right in. Like a Sandlot boy. Like he's, yeah. he's like out there loving the game, playing yeah, the game. Yeah, like he, he, he looks like, well, yeah, the, he just. The he, way he plays the game is the way the Royals have been known to play the game, right? right. Small ball, yeah, get he, on base. He is, he is, Royals, excited, he is yeah. Royals as bleep. He really <laughs> is. He is Royals as, like if you imagine like the per, the like the perfect kind of person for the Royals organization, it's Nicky Lopez. Is he, is he Royals as, as truck, Chris? Yes, Royals as truck. <laughs> He is Royals oh, as truck. Oh, I love you for that, Julio. I hope that people understand where that came they from. They don't. I don't think they Last do. Last week, we learned that Chris couldn't say the F sound when he was young. Instead, he used the no, I couldn't say. No, I couldn't see the TR sound, so I used F instead. Oh, I said it backwards tonight. Yes, you said it backwards. <laughs> he couldn't say the TR, so he would choose. So his yeah, so I'd sound say was truckers. I'd say, I'd, so if my parents would be like, oh, I say truckers. Well, my aunt, it was like, if you say, say truckers, and I'd use F instead of TR. So he is Royals as truck. Yeah. I love it. He is it. Royals as truck. There you go. From Uno Cero himself. No, I really like this kid. Like y'all are just saying, I feel like he he fits the vibe. He fits the mold of the Royals organization. And he had a big game, which is exciting. Uh, he's, had a, he's had a really good week thus far. His first week in the in the majors. He's been really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've put a, they've, he, I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys agree with this. Uh, I think he's had more pressure of any call up. In that I believe in recent memory, just because if you look at it, they put him in initially when they called him up, like obviously they had like said, yeah, we're not going to call this guy up. They denied it all last week. And then they called him up on was it Monday? I think it was they called him up. And and uh, so then all of a sudden they're, you know, that happened and they're like, okay, we we got to we got to have this guy in the team now. We really need him now because Chris Owings is terrible. He's, he's been awful this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's been horrendous this year. And I think he was, like, hitting less than 100 in his last, like, 55 at-bats or something like that. He's been terrible. Ouch. And then, not only did they call him up after denying that they were going to call him up, then they put him in the number two spot in their lineup, which is huge. That is a big vote of confidence to have for a guy that's never played Major League Baseball before. That's only been in your minor league system since he got drafted by you. They went out and they... Brought him in and put him in their number two spot. They didn't do that with Haas. They didn't do that with Moose. They didn't do that with uh, with Alex Gordon, Billy Butler. None. All those guys were in the back half of the lineup. They put him at number two, right behind Wit, right in front of Mondi. They really believe in this kid. They, they certainly do. Think highly of him. They think that this kid is going to be something special. And when you watch him thus far this week, and obviously it's just a few games here, but he looks pretty damn special thus far. And so we posed the question, what was the bigger headline? Because in the same game that Nicky Lopez hit his, received his first hit, uh, Whit Merrifield yeah. hit his 500th hit. Yeah. So both big accomplishments. But so far, um, just from our Twitter polls, 82% in favor of Nicky Lopez being the bigger headline than Whit's 500. Yeah, I, I would agree with, the, with, with Nicky's first hit above wits 500th mm-hmm. just because i don't like first and foremost a n- obviously wit didn't know that 
He didn't know that that was his 500th career hit right. until after they told him. Ned didn't know that that was the, the 500th hit. Like, none of us knew that that was going to happen. None of us knew that that was going to be his 500th hit. Like, maybe like, you know, like a really big stat geek when they were digging for numbers and whatnot with looking yeah. at that. But none of us were looking at that going into that game. But Nicky Lopez getting getting his first <laughs> big league, big league uh, call up and getting his first time, getting that shine over there at second base. And, I mean, he got on base, I think it was a couple times, and then he got his, he got his first hit. I think he scored, was it once or twice in that game? They absolutely uh, just went out and crushed the Rangers in that game. Uh, he was he looked really damn good. And to go out there and get your first major league hit, they asked Witt about it after the game, and Witt gave, you, gave all the details about his very first hit in the majors. I think it was, like, against the Mariners in Seattle. And he, like, knew all the details, the pitch that he saw, everything. Like, the 500th hit is nice, but your first hit, that's something that always lives with all of these players. And I think fans here will remember it, too, because we've had wit for a while, but Nikki is the, is the new new. He's that new He's thing. He's that new new. <laughs> I think it's uh, interesting you brought up earlier, Chris, the fact that the press was giving. Um, they were told that he was were, not going to be called up to like, probably June-ish. And they were asking and, mm-hmm. and putting on the pressure and asking Ned Yost, hey, when are we going to see this kid? What are, you know, He's been looking good so far. When are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? He's obviously needed. Yes, and he Ned wants. Yost stood his ground and, and said, hey, when we're ready, we'll, we'll call him up. Um, and then obviously comes out looking like coach of the year because he called him up at the right time, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> this is a little bit more on Dayton because, like, Dayton okay. was like really, really. He was like Ned. Obviously, you know, you know, Ned's gonna be. Ned wanted him for a while. Ned wanted him at the end of April, but Dayton was like, mm, let's wait, because Dayton's got a lot at stake here with Chris Owens. You know, this, this signing was very big for him, and so he needed to make. They needed to make sure, beyond all reasonable doubt, that Chris Owens was garbage before they decided they were gonna move on and and push and and bring up Nicky Lopez because. They put a lot of stake in that in that Chris Owings signing, and it really didn't work out for them. So, I, I think that they they were trying as best as they possibly could to make sure that that worked out before they called up Nikki, because they didn't want Owings to be good, and then Nikki comes up and then doesn't play because Owings is good. You know, mm-hmm. like it has to be a situation where Owings isn't just clearly is not meant for that role, and he wasn't because he couldn't hit the damn ball. He was right. striking out. What was this? I think his strikeout rate was like what twenty percent, over twenty percent, or something like that, which is horrendous. Which is, um, I think, it was like the worst or one of the worst in baseball. It was really bad. So, yeah, they they pretty much had to make this move. And I mean, like I said, it was a it's a lot of pressure they put on on uh, Nicky Lopez here by putting him up and putting him in that role. But he is like the perfect spokesman for this Kansas City Royals team because, uh, as I stated before, he is Royals as truck. <laughs> uh, how much pressure do you feel is going to stay on him moving forward to continue just contributing? On I, think a regular it, I, think basis? It, I think it depends on how good the rest of the lineup is. Cause like one of the things is like Esky, when Esky was here and that Royals team was performing well, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure on him. But then when the team wasn't performing so well, everybody's looking to Esky like, dude, why are you hitting 200? Like, and, you know, Alex Gordon is the same same way. When the team was struggling to hit, everybody's looking at Gordon. I was like, why are you struggling to stay stay above 200? So, uh, you know, and we're a football city. As much as, like, when we the are. Royals were good, we tried to say that we're a baseball city. That's BS. That's a load of BS. We're a football city. And we, in football, we get results pretty quickly on whether or not a person's good. 
Right. Like, if Patrick Mahomes is going to be good, he had to be good within the first couple of years. Right away. Or at least right? show something. At least show something that he, hey, this guy might be good here in a couple of years. He had to show something this year or you know, last, you know, this past season or this coming season. He had to show something one of those two years. Otherwise, we'd be looking at him like, what the hell are you doing, Pat? <laughs> so it was. It would be the situation with Nikki, even if, you know, anybody who knows baseball knows that it's hard to play at the major league level. We're going to expect the guy to come in and have a pretty quick impact. And it was like that with Haas. It was like that with Moose. People put a ton of pressure on those guys. Right. A little unfair because they were really young and baseball is really hard. But they put a ton of pressure on on uh, on those guys early on in their careers. So, Nikki for sure, is going to have a lot of pressure, too, because we're a football town and we expect football results. Well, and I think that also the fact that he did get the call up and perform. So, I think yes. that it's yeah. going to be it's gonna ease it expected. A little bit, but, but he's got to continue it. If, right. he, if he gets, like, two hits this coming week, people are going to be like, oh, maybe this Nikki call it wasn't so good. Yeah, because Kansas City's known, I believe that Kansas City's known for being extremists. Yes, like we're Like you very, were saying, we're so it's either hot or cold right away. Yeah, yeah, it's either. hot, hot, and freezing mm-hmm. cold. It's either <laughs> so, we love Andy Reid or fire Andy Reid. Right, exactly. Dad Yost is a great manager or hashtag Yost. Get it's him one out. of those Get two. It's not, there's no nuance here in Kansas City. Nope. That's, that's something I've never known as a, as a Kansas City sports fan in my life is nuance. All right, well, there you have it. Bigger headline was Nikki Lopez. Uh, they're back in action tonight. We'll get to more of that. And we were, when we return, we're coming back talking a little bit of sporting. More overtime after this. Sissy, say truck. Uh, no, truck. Truck, truck. Old truck. Oh, Continues right here in the Brown and Coopin studios. We are live and local on this 610 Saturday. Uh, covered the Chiefs. Well, it's, not, it's not technically 610. 610 Saturday is for Royals. Okay, well. When they're here in Kansas We're going to say it anyways, hater. No, I'm just telling, I'm telling you, like, you. I don't want to confuse people and then they're driving up to Kaufman thinking it's a 610 Saturday when the Royals are in Anaheim. Well, who's going to drive up there in this? Somebody it. might do it. There are some diehard Royals fans. Then they would know the game isn't Maybe here. they just didn't check the schedule. Touche. Maybe oh they just didn't check the schedule. Oh, my goodness. Touché. Maybe they didn't check the schedule. Moving on from this Saturday in which we are on 610 Radio and talking all the local sports, obviously. Sporting Kansas City is set to host the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps this evening, 730 kickoff. Um, obviously, I, I don't know if they're going to host them tonight. Definitely in question right now with the yeah, weather. That is definitely questionable right now. Nothing has been released just yet. I would imagine in the next hour or so that we would hear something. Maybe. I would hope so. Yeah, we got a little less than four hours till that game is supposed to kick off. I would hope we hear and something. And with SKC Nation as wild and crazy as they are, I bet people are already out there, truthfully. There are probably some people who are currently listening to us that are driving out there. As we I speak. bet some people are out there singing and dancing in the rain, throwing uh, back the beers. Maybe they're not in the rain, but they're probably at one they're of the local. They're not in the rain. Look out the window. Not like singing and dancing in the rain. Have you seen that the cauldron? Have... Have you seen them? Yeah, but they're not standing outside right now at 351 singing and dancing in the rain. I'm pretty sure they are. They're probably at like Jose Peppers or one of the oh, local establishments there I'm drinking. I'm pretty sure they're outside already. No, I don't think they are. Throwing back the beers. They're not that crazy. There's no fan base that is that crazy. No, the cauldron is that crazy. They are not that crazy. There's no fan base that is that crazy. I don't even think the Chiefs fan base would do that. Text me that you are outside tailgating, please. And and if you do it, don't be lying either. (laughs) You better, like, send a picture. You better tweet us at 610 Sports KC that you are out in the rain. Like, 
you better not be lying. You better not just say it just to placate to, to Jillian to make her feel good. No lies, just facts. Yeah, just, just facts. Well, I don't think there's anybody out there right now. Anyway, the boys in blue are set to host Vancouver Whitecaps tonight. We know that they have struggled greatly with injuries. They yes. have uh, had a tough go at it as of late. Um, however, Beasler is back. Matt Beasler, mm-hmm. captain, obviously center back, is back and expected to start the match. So I just want to hear what you're thinking as far as, I mean, just I, I don't know if I can describe his impact on this team. Mm-hmm. You know, what he brings, you know, physically, like, but obviously just as a support system, the experience, everything that he's been let's, let's, through and done for this team. Just, uh, what does he bring to this team? We can't even. He's, uh, he's going to be better than Graham Smith. Oh, there's analysis <laughs> by Chris Unocero. Beasley I mean, is better than Graham, Graham Smith. Smith. Write has that been, down. Tweet yeah, that, that out. is my hard hitting. Would you analysis. like to take that back now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we are working with a brainiac Man, over here. He is. Uh, I'll tell you this. I mean, look, it doesn't fix their problems on their back line because they were bad with him. But man, if we <laughs> can't hurt, Ooh, Graham Smith though. Ooh, I don't know. Awful. If, I, I don't know. If we set fair expectations for Graham Smith to just come in there and fill the gap that was needed, he couldn't do what Beasler did to a T. But he doesn't Certainly. look. He doesn't look like he should be on the field at all. But I also believe center. that I have a U twelve center back that could have done uh, yeah, just as good, probably, maybe better job. Probably, and that's like my problem is like he doesn't look like he should be playing in the MLS at all. Yeah, let he alone struggled, man. Let alone you know, I mean, let alone just being a backup. He doesn't look like he should be there at all, and that's problematic. And not a good thing. It's not sure. good. That's the opposite of good. So <laughs> I I feel like at the very least you get you have one person that's a little competent back there. You get a, at least somebody you can be confident in. Hey, okay, at least I know this person isn't going to go out there and blow it every time the team goes and pushes on the counterattack. But I'm still concerned because it doesn't look like like Zussi hasn't been good playing defense on that back line. Uh, Baroff has not been good playing on the back line. You know, I think he's he's been consistently okay. Uh, I think I would say. Strong. I think that's stronger than when you called Jamal Charles a legend. No. it's a little strong. Come on. He is strong. a legend. Thank you. Stop I think it. it's a little stronger Stop than, I think. I think Baroff, if anything, he's been consistent. Now, do I think he's been solid? No. I think he's been consistently like, okay. I but think unfortunately, I have, I've, this has been a tough season for Zussi in the back. This mm-hmm. has been tough. And I hate to say that because the guy is known for just crushing it. And the engine he has is just insane. The amount that he can impact on offense and defense, obviously. Um, it's just been a tough year for him so far. Yeah. Um, just some key situations that he, he failed to cover. He failed to step in. Um, and I do in his defense feel as if, especially last match, couple of backside goals came from his mark what i believe that he was trying to make up for the lack of the talent and stability in the center back position so he pinched into way too far in central uh of the back line Mm -hmm. and exposed the whole back whole backside they scored so i mean in his defense it's just a whole situation thing it's a unit it's a defensive unit it's not just one player but like we're talking about beasler back in i think will bring I think it will just calm a lot of nerves, and I think that the fans have high expectations and are probably going to anticipate a pretty pretty strong performance out of him. Here's the thing, though, is like, Zussi, I think, has kind of been selling out a little bit on the offensive side. Cause, this season? Yeah. I feel like he's been selling out a little bit too much. Obviously, he has pinched in to try to help out the, the center he's, back situation. Yeah, but, he has to. But he has also been very active on the offensive end, oh, yeah. trying to push up, trying to get shots. Because they've had some injuries in the midfield. They've had some injuries on the front line well, as well. Well, let's not forget, was it three years ago where the guy was playing? 
midfield. He was not. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, he three? he got moved over to exactly. uh, to that to that right back spot in 2017. So. Right. So let's not forget he's an innate. He has some innate offensive ability and instincts. That's yeah. why he is so good as mm-hmm. a right back because he can do both. Yeah, but like um, you got to you got to you got to do your position. He's been correct. doing this position. This is his correct. third year doing his position. So so it's, it's his like, now. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's different if like this was 2017 because in 2017 no. he had the same issue yeah. where he was selling out a lot on the offensive end and he had an issue getting back and then teams would take advantage of that but on the Ike Oparo was there and his pure mm-hmm. athleticism and that was one of was... the things is like you got bailed out by Ike right they're not getting bailed out by Ike exactly. anymore because he's Fact. playing up north the opposite so mm-hmm. hopefully Beasler will bring some stability some confidence just some composure to the team I think I do think that Beasler and Benny obviously we talked about Phil Haber back in the yes. center I think that 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 connection right there will be strong. Obviously, Ilya is back from a calf injury. Um, we saw him last match. I do think that will change the the makeup of of the play as far as up through the center of the field. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna really need Ilya out there as well because he's very good on defense. And on top of that, he really does a good job of helping coordinate that offense he too. He just runs the show. Yeah, he just he, runs the game. He's and he's like he's not like the flashy super like he's not he's not like that vocal leader that you see out there like you see with Beasler or Zussi he's just kind of like very quietly leading the show like you really have to pay attention to see him go out there and the way that, that he star. sets up his teammates for mm-hmm. success with the perfect I swear just the finesse on his touches and his passes his whether it be a 60 yard long diagonal ball or just into space just sets people up beautifully like he is the guy that makes his teammates look good and make yeah. them play well yeah and I think like for a lot of people like when they saw the the all-star pick for the for uh yes. for sporting last year they were like hmm, why not russell why not you know zussi you know why not yeah. uh beasler why not all these other guys but to me Elie deserved to get that oh, spot above anybody 100%. else because like i said he's very much he's like he's he's kind of like uh like alex gordon you know he's like not vocal not one of those guys that's like a super raw raw guy that you see out there. Or he's here, one of those. Yeah, he's like one of those lead by example guys. Right, and that's exactly kind of what I feel with with San, with Elia Sanchez. Is like I feel like he's one of those guys that just he just gets it done and he lets he shows everybody what they need to do. But he's not one of those guys that's like looking for a camera. You and, know, and he is that way in everything mm-hmm. in training sessions, in community activities, in in everything that he does. He is just that silent leader like you're talking about um and obviously his first two years he didn't miss a single match yeah so this decline with these injuries i think he like his absence was probably most heavily felt yeah oh yeah so to have him back is gonna be good now interesting here on the offensive side of things um we saw gerso with his broken wrist we saw him back at training so that's good to know but sporting did sign 19 year old swope park rangers forward um and academy product wilson harris to a short-term agreement mm-hmm. so it sounds like they just want him for the bench they, they need somebody <laughs> they need so they need, to do. <laughs> they need something they need somebody because they are so hurt right now they had to put like a hardship request in or something like that so, cause, because they have they have so many injuries, injuries yeah. they got like ten people on the injured list right now. So they had to, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> but <laughs> Ilya's back, Beasler's back, and if you had uh-huh. to pick any two to take those are the back, two. yeah, those exactly. are the two. I mean, I think obviously Roger Espinosa is being missed right now. Um, I mean, I think you can you can you can deal with that though because you got Benny back and, and Felipe. I, I think does a great yeah, great job good. there. And like I, I mean, when Busio gets back from the the U seventeens, like. He's going to be a really good addition back to that team because they he was really good for them, and I think they probably should find a way to get him more involved in that starting lineup. Yeah, because he is he's really been probably the story of the season I think for them, besides the losing. 
I was going to say besides, besides the, injuries, the, uh, the actual good story for them has probably been, been Busio. Well, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he's he's just continuing. You see what he's doing for the 17s as yeah. well. He mm-hmm. came back with a goal to win the game. Um, just doing really big things. So, obviously, as we mentioned, they're set to host Vancouver this evening. We'll keep you posted on anything that we hear in regard to the weather. Um, related, not related, if you want to call it that, and other MLS news. Chris Wondolowski tied the MLS goal record, so most goals ever, tied Landon Donovan with 145 goals. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Wando? Yeah, he's like the 35, 36, something like forever. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Like, he doesn't look like he's that age. Like, Landon Donovan looks like he's that age. And it's all the hair. It's all the hair. It's definitely the hair because Landon, his hair, he needs to cut it. And uh, Landell's left a long time yeah. ago. But you oh, know yeah. he's playing MASL. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That blows my mind. Which like, is it's kind of sad. I love that he's doing it because you know that's just out of pure love for the game. Like, you oh know, he yeah, he loves it. The, he should like be a coach or something. Go be a manager <sighs> for a team. Go replace Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena's about to go ruin uh, the revolution. He's because back. He for some reason feels like it's not his fault that the U.S. Men's National Team didn't make the World Cup. That's a whole another can of worms. He's about to go ruin the city of Boston. Here, it'll be burning here in a in a in a few years. Well, shout out to Wondolowski, although, you know, we'd rather it be one of ours. However, that's a big accomplishment. So he's got years left in him, so I assume he will, you know, surpass Landon Donovan. Um, That was your MLS Sporting Kansas City update. When we get back, we're going to hear from our guy, Julio. He's got some news for us. More overtime after this. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.